Cult Cinema Cavalcade invites writer and podcast host of Out Now with Aaron and Abe, Aaron Newarth, on the program to discuss the 1968 monster rally feature, Destroy All Monsters. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. This is called Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 130. This is Brandon, and as always with me, not by choice, but by the ball bearing buried behind his ear, your co-host, Cullen. Uh, I've been trying the sound for Godzilla. I've been pretty good at it. I've been watching a lot of these now, so I'm going to try it again. Here we go. <laughs> I'm really getting it. Today we are here to discuss the 1968 film, Destroy All Monsters. Cullen, tell us how monster friendships are forged. Female aliens take control of Earth's monsters and begin using them to destroy the human race. Destroy All Monsters is directed by Ishiro Honda and stars Hiro Nakajima as Godzilla and Baragon. Teru Nigaki as Rodan, Yu Sakita as Angiris, Little Man Matron as Manila and Minya, and Susumu Utsumi as King Ghidorah. Uh, and I'm Brandon. I murder names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade for more Godzilla. And since we are getting all the monsters together, we're getting all the podcasters together. So join us today from Why So Blue. We live entertainment, member of the Hollywood Critics Association, and host of Out Now with Aaron and Abe, Aaron Newerth. Thank you. Thank you, you for this. You Jimmy owed at Halloween time us. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm, uh, that was just me. Um, I'm just really good at it. <laughs> A show up Cullen there. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm very glad to be here. I'm glad to be talking about the, the dark night of the Manila trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the show's over. We, we, we've, uh, we've reached the zenith. Good night. Woo! Good night. This, this should be fun because this, is tr- this truly is an, an event when it comes to uh, Godzilla and kaiju film in general. Mm-hmm. If we're going back in time before all these Avengers movies, this is the crossover event of the season to uh, to watch out for. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when I watched it. It's like this is the Avengers of its time. It's it's pretty insane. Like you guys talked about Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster already, which is like I imagine like if you're a fan of these at the time in Japan, since that's like the easiest place to have seen them as opposed to America, right. you'd be like, what? They put Mothra and Rodan and this new thing I don't even know about in a movie together with Godzilla. This is crazy. We just had a King Kong one. Now we got this. And then they're like 10 years later. <laughs> it's just like, oh, wait, hold or like four years later. You're like, what? Hold, hold, hold my beer. Right. You get to our three-rated monster. We have all of the monsters now. All of them. <laughs> It's, it's like, surprising. like given, showing up in Thor for the first ones, and then like given how much like effort Honda wanted to put into getting Frankenstein in a movie, it's surprising Frankenstein doesn't show up in one of these. <laughs> right? Or the, like the, or the the gargantuas, like like why right. why did that not happen? Ghidorah is kind of like the the Iron Man two there, where you had the other guys kind of in, but it wasn't like oh the full uh-huh. team because you had Black Widow, the Nick Fury, and Iron Man, and. War Machine, but then now, now it's like official, official thing. 
going on. But Aaron, you are a longtime guest of the show, of course, but you are a massive Godzilla fan yourself. I, I okay. am. It uh, it really reached a zenith last year. <laughs> Speaking of which, as far as both having Godzilla King of the Monsters arrive in theaters, which was it, for me fantastic as a, just a kaiju fan and one that just I, apparently likes movies in the summertime. Like, I don't know why it didn't uh, register right. strongly with others as well. I can understand to a point because it's pretty niche, but still that along with the yes, this criterion set that you guys are going over through this whole show a series. It's just been like, you know, Godzilla nectar for me, just nonstop, all these great things happening. I was so excited when the Criterion set was announced. I was like, it's got to be this 1,000th. We recorded something that night. You, like, popped Uh on your video on the Skype stream. Like, no, I have to show you guys this. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, like, covering half your body. It was like, what is that big? It's so, yeah, it's so huge. But, uh, yeah, now, yeah, it's been... I'm very happy. I'm very happy to be here to talk more about Godzilla as if I haven't been doing it already little and watching films pretty frequently. Like it's just, yeah, this is, Mm. this is great. We let you pick and you are, you, you decided to destroy all monsters. Like no, nobody's on anything else. Destroy (laughs) a monster. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I mean, next to Gojira, the original and some other ones. uh, This is one of my top three Godzilla films in general. It's just, it's fantastic all over. As we said, it has, all of the monsters, but I mean, something that I mean, you guys have been talking about a lot in these episodes, you know, the various other details that go into these films as far as the kind of the effects work and the, of course, the human storylines. I think this is one of the more entertaining ones that you have in a film like this, as far as trying to be creative, thinking of something fresh enough to do. Uh, it all comes together quite mm-hmm. well to make just a really, really entertaining kaiju flick. And <laughs> you have like the I mean you I, I just listened to your guys' uh, Son of Godzilla episode where you had Jun Fukuda still on the film. Now you have what you guys you guys refer to him as like the B team. The, the A team's back here. You yes. have you have Ishira Honda, you have Akira if Ifakube doing the music. You like you have all like the best people involved to make what was presumed was originally gonna be the last Godzilla film. Like that was the intention right. for this movie. I tell you, right from the hitting play on this, the score, you're just like, I'm in for something special. Like, uh-huh. it just yeah. immediately feels that way. Like, this is it, different. Uh, we're, we graduated from night school TV to back to feature film again, and it's just <laughs> readily apparent right from the start. Like, it just feels grand. I mean, the score sucks you in. And like you said, the human story. I'll tell you this, with the humans, like, this is how, the, how good Destroy All Monsters is. The, the title is Destroy All Monsters, but this movie's awesome even when the monsters aren't there. It's awesome without the monsters. It really, it's fun. Like, it has a lot of fun mm. dealing with the the Kylix and the, and the kind of the, the, the United Nations dealing with this alien threats and, like, what they're bringing and, like, evil spy alien women and all kinds of stuff. Like, it's it, in the moon base and all. Like, it's really... You know, you're in the you're in the swinging sixties here, and you have so much like mm-hmm. options mm-hmm. of what to do with this kind of story, and they just go for it. It feels like it, which I I mean, we'll talk about the next film next, but there's a lot of going for it in the films that kind of precede this one that I quite enjoy about the kind of the latter half of the show era. Yeah, this I mean, this really it feels like you know it's you know it's supposed to be the final one, but it feels like and they succeed in just going all out. I, I don't know if it feels like, oh, this might, is the end, but... Chronologically, it might be the fuck, because it's set in the future of 1999. Yes, and right. uh, <laughs> so, if I, like, like timeline-wise, it still kind of, I guess, adds up to being the final one to some degree. 
Kind of, yeah. Yeah, this is the Friday the 13th uh, timeline. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say this is the uh, Tokyo Drift of the uh, <laughs> Godzilla series. The the gears in my head are working too hard to like justify that statement because like that could be right. <laughs> there could be something that makes sense about this. I mean, if you really want to play off the timeline, I mean, you guys know I do. I'm on for the '90s episodes. The High Sierra is mostly in the '90s, so there's a set of Godzilla films in there that really have fun with continuity and the timeline. Oh, yeah. Like Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. That one's all about time travel, and it's spectacular <laughs> for what it tries to do. Yeah, those are the ones I need to, to catch up on. There's like like so many of them, and some of them are like they're they're kind of like these two, where it's like they're kind of similar, but they're just different enough. And it's just like they just kind of kind of mix in your head. Not this one. I'm very certain about what this one was, though. There was no doubt. This is absolutely the one I was looking the most forward to when we started doing this. Yeah, this one stands out as far like we've you guys have just done like a couple of the island films, and this one technically is like an island film, but it still has a bigger scope because they're going to. It's like the Team moon? America for Godzilla. <laughs> like it's going, they're going all over the place to destroy shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's. And you got a again, lot of variety here, for sure. You got the great model work going on. It starts with that, like, helicopter taking off, and you're just like, all right, here we go. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I like the intro where it's like, they're talking about, it's Monster Island, and we have yeah. all of your friends. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yes, Vanilla, yes. Mothra, Rodan, and Rodan's like, and they're like they're all making their sounds, right? They're <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but they're just standing, flapping his wings. And then you'll and then you'll you'll keep seeing this in the films that come too. They'll keep like using yeah. this footage specifically to reintroduce the monsters. <laughs> it's like mm. it's like watching Gilligan's Island. It's like yeah, here's the gist of it: Monster Island. You know, where Godzilla and Mothra and Rodan say hi, Rodan. Yeah, all of them are here. That's that's where they are. <laughs> I gotta give them credit, man. A thumbs up. Not backing away from Manila, despite not caring right. for him too much. Hey, you did it. You're acknowledging. Well, I just running away. Here, here's why he was in the movie. They had the suit. And that's why a <laughs> lot of these monsters were in the movie. <laughs> they just here's... had the suits. It was it wasn't de- that damaged. Like, well, let's put it out there. Like, there were only two suits that were new for this movie. It was Godzilla and um, Anguirus. Everything else was just like, well, it's not too badly damaged. Bring it out and put it on camera. The title says all monsters, Steve. All monsters. Go put it on. For the last time, my name is Park. (laughs) (laughs) So I I guess in Gears it makes sense because it's like, when was the last time we saw in Gears? Like multiple. He's souped up and new, right? Like that's right. Yeah. Because the last time they had him was like some, you know, raids again. It's like, yeah, yeah, we haven't used in Gears very much. He did not look that cool in that movie. Oh no! And like with like the other monsters, some of these other monsters too, they were not you know in Godzilla movies. They were just other monsters like made by 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 Toho or maybe the same directors or the same mm-hmm. special yeah, effects. Yeah, they're yeah, they're just other Toho productions. Yeah, yeah right, right, yeah. Like, like Gorosaurus and um, Manda. Like it's like okay, <laughs> they're in the game now. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a Super like, Smash Bros. It's kind of like Rodan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. This, you're right. This <laughs> is a Super Smash Brothers. Well, like Rodan and Ghidorah. He's just like, we, we had Mothra introduce the previous movie to be with Godzilla, and then we have the titles Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. It's like, oh, yeah, and Rodan hangs out here, too. Yeah, well, you have Mothra, but it's only in, like, larva form, because it's like, I guess we just don't have enough time to, like, do a whole nother butterfly. <laughs> so this <laughs> is like Mothra 4, then, right? I mean, yeah, it's always yes. it's always pretty much a new Mothra. Mothra, you know, Mothra's eternal. 
Yeah, there, no one's better at dying than Mothra in these movies. <laughs> yeah. Ghidorah is very good at flying away from things. He occasionally <laughs> does. <laughs> you figured out how to do it once, and he's like, you know what? That's how I do it every time. That's that's part of that's a thing with like King, King of the Monsters that I love from last year, where the first fight they have, the end of that fight is just Ghidorah just flies away. It's like, yeah, that's class. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> he flies God, away. Like, yeah. like, oh, the going gets tough. I'm out of here. I shot my lightning breath or whatever the hell that is. I flew around. I'm out. I ate a person, very specifically. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else I crushed or vaporized. But Sally Hawkins, I ate her. Like, she's gone. He had a goal. He accomplished his goal, and he fucked off. It's his MO. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. Mothra. She's she's in larva form here. It's not to, like... Like uh, the Millennium Era, you get to Final Wars, which is a crazy movie that also does similar to this, has like all of the monsters ever. They, they Then they're like, okay, we can do more than just Larva Mothra. We can have full on moth butterfly version of Mothra and like have all kinds of crazy. That movie's ridiculous. That'll, that has to be one someday because <laughs> it's, it's an oh, insane movie. Oh, yeah. That's oh. the only reason I'm not like losing my ass over it right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we, will, we will be on here. I, I'm, I'm certain of that. <laughs> Godzilla will return after the Showa era. Oh, good. <laughs> Run. We will. <laughs> oh, we will yeah. get. We will get there. We are. We are kicking ass on this one so far. So I, after after a break or so, we can get back to them at some point. I was so. gonna say this. This is gonna be the real, the the hard quote unquote part, where you know none of them have like what is it fifteen? I can never remember movies. There's fifteen in here. Yeah. yeah there's a fifteen. The next is like seven. Yeah, and yeah, then, this is yeah. The, the Millennium's like five, so it's it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. And then you have American Godzillas and Shin Godzilla. Yeah, so. you have the MonsterVerse and yeah, the the the, the Reva era for Shin Godzilla. Hopefully, that won't be like the Friday Thirteenth remake. Like we made it, and we're done. <laughs> That's a different discussion. But they've they've talked about things that are exciting, but potentially for what they can do with future Toho produced Godzilla movies. So, Aaron, you, you were talking about the introduction of the monsters. I thought it was uh-huh. funny. They have, like, a narrator, and he basically serves as, we don't really have time for this or want to make a movie between the last one and this, so here you go. Begin. Yeah, it, we, we've, we've skipped the part where they've somehow captured all the monsters, <laughs> built a giant, like, force field to contain all said monsters. Like, like an we're just underwater, there now. An underground facility to, ma- to monitor it. and maintain it, yes. That rock it's basically Jurassic land. Park with no visitors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking. Is like the Beastie Boys got together and made a theme park with yeah. no visitors. <laughs> yeah. every shot, it is the future of 1999, so it makes sense that they got all this done already. Yeah. No, every shot of this movie looks like the intergalactic video. Am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> did you guys watch this with the, the dubbing, or did you watch the Japanese? I've seen the Japanese one. I watched I watched the U.S. dub. We Colin and I have opted to just go U.S. dubs with these for fun, for maybe benefit of the show. Um, the, I'll put it this way: I've seen both. I've just I've more recently watched the the, the Japanese version so, because I wanted to watch it on the new Blu-ray. So with the the grouping of the new Japanese businessmen, I hysterical. The old white guys dubbing who didn't need dubbed is dubbed, and he's like, sounds so weak and tired and then just. Not fitting of what he is. It's just of all the dub, like all the other dubbing in this movie, fine, good, solid. Worst one is the old white guy probably speaking English already in his scenes. Maybe he did his own dubbing because he thought he could do it better <laughs> yeah. than how he acted on the day. It wasn't a good take. Can I do this one? 
Yeah, that guy was cracking me up. Yeah, that was one of the funny things with that. But yeah, there's uh, these are basically on the Criterion. They're the same cuts of the film. They just have different dubbings. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know in the past there's been edits with those dubbings for U.S. distribution and stuff, but Criterion has the fullest versions of them available and both versions of King Kong versus Godzilla. Which is the it's so great that that full version is out there. I, I, I know you guys uh, you talked about it, you thought you watched the um, the U, the universal U.S. cut of yes. it. But yeah, it's, it's worthwhile to check out the full on version because you can really see Honda's influence on making more than just a monster movie. So, like, yeah, this this one basically revolves around an alien race that is trying to take over Earth, pretty much being in control of people and monsters. They get the monsters off the island, kind of destroy the base, and they call these people from the moon to come investigate. Like, yeah, makes sense. There's no one on Earth that can come check it out, but sure. You know, leaves this like really cool wreckage of the base search scene, and then turns into a shootout. And man. Blood and headshots? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Pretty intense. I love it. <laughs> like, there's a close-up of a guy. He just gets, you know, it's pain or whatnot. I mean, it's 1960s, I guess, kids movie headshots, you know, like Beneath the Planet of the Apes type headshots. It's well, that, that was probably difference. Honda likes to bring the seriousness to it. Like, as yeah. much as it's fun and games in the realm of things, because these are movies that are G and aimed at children, he does, like, have an edge to what he's trying to present which I think helps. I mean, I, the, oh the, no, it totally does. Something like, you guys, you guys have knocked knocked about the films is just basically the kind of slide towards making a more kid friendly. How that rubs the wrong way to, at times with what you can expect from a Godzilla film. But I mean, yeah, it, with Honda back in charge, you're like balancing between the fact that a, a younger audience is what's seeing this movie versus like what he wants to do with having all of these monsters as well as an alien invasion plot. It's like, yeah, okay, I, I could fit in some <laughs> some fun, gory action to go along with my monster battles. That shootout, and then they also have a surgery scene where they, like, dig the guys, the where they find the controlling ball-bearing thing behind their ears, and they just slice them open. Here it is. Like, damn. After the last two, this is just like a jump back to... <laughs> Adult, where it was like they, there was ones where they were like, yeah, we were trying to aim at kids, but then it didn't really feel like they were trying to aim at kids till like someone else started taking over for directing. I mean, things just they feel grander with Honda behind the camera. They feel like you're watching a movie. It feels big. It feels like an event. It doesn't feel like TV and like they, the stereotypical Godzilla stuff felt like it came out more. If you don't see them, what people think of them in the last two compared to where we were at before and after them. There's a, I think we probably talked about this on the Godzilla commentary track we recorded for uh, Out Now, but there is a kind of a stigma that's associated with these films, and it comes from both the fact that, yes, it looks like a bunch of people in giant costumes running around and attacking each other, but also just the nature of how the American cuts were made, where you're taking mm-hmm. out the things that make them the films that they are. That doesn't that that's not to suggest that these are secretly masterpieces that people have just not been able to see because they were slightly edited and had alternate music. But there is there is more of a legitimacy to like seeing the full versions of these films and what the proper intent was. And you know, you can also subtract the fact that this is still coming after World War Two. It's a little we're in the sixties at this point, but there is still mm-hmm. a stigma that goes along with this as far as uh, you know. Japanese influence on things versus how American culture can take can handle it. Right, right. Oh wait, I forgot. We have a guy, a suicide. That's how that guy gets there in the surgery table in the first place. He jumps out yeah. a window. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus. 
shootouts are in this, and they're well done shootouts too. I like them. Yeah, they're fun. Like, what were they expecting when they went up there? You know, they're on the moon. Like, what? What else? <laughs> There's a lot of things <laughs> <could> happen. <laughs> Did, uh, didn't William Fickner bring one in Armageddon? And Steve Buscemi's yep, like, why do you yep. have a gun in space? Like, <laughs> this is why. This William Fickner's like, he saw destroy all monsters, and he's like. I don't know what's up in, in a meteor. Maybe there's Godzilla's. I don't know. The Kylax. That should yeah. be the lead scene. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. You know, I saw Destroy All Monsters when I was young. There could be all kinds of things up there. Let's go to the monster action in the movie, which is very creative. Also, there's Manda, who is like a new favorite of mine here. I like how elaborate the kind of winding snakeness of yes. Manda is as it like uh-huh. gets to where is it like London right mm-hmm. and it, it's like going all over like the rail and everything just like shows like yeah okay that's it its deal like a I train guess rail. yeah like just like yeah, yeah there we go just I don't know it's not just him knocking like they're using his body as a strength of being like naturally creative with him and stuff I mean that's uh-huh. just big moments is that but really like you, do much. you think Manda like does much city damage in general Seems like he just kind of comes to hang out. Yeah, he comes after it's all done. It's like, where's the party at, guys? Yeah. <laughs> they all, like, attack different areas sporadically, and then we get a bunch of what Cullen and I haven't liked before is where they have this big destruction scene, and we're watching it on a TV, like guys watching action on a TV, and it's like, just fill the screen with it, please. <laughs> One of my favorite things is when they have the big attack on Tokyo because there's this whole plot of them attacking everywhere else to take attention off Tokyo to attack Tokyo where Godzilla is like coaching and coordinating the other monsters. And one of my favorite moments is there's like a train tunnel and Mothra comes out of it, just like smashing out of the train tunnel, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. The, the coordination, the thoughtfulness of the fights just, it's so, I'm so relieved after the last pair of movies. It's just like it, it's filmed better. It's cut better. It's the, choreography of it is better like it, it is better uh i will say not to hark too much on son of godzilla but i do like the godzilla fights in that movie i do think the him fighting a bunch of giant praying manti are is fun to watch like but yeah i mean obviously this has tons of monsters and a lot of variety so it's it's no doubt better for sure i'm glad you liked him fighting those uh, praying mantises they were they were passing the ball back and forth i mean what's not oh, to like about that God. <laughs> yeah certainly were well we get spiga who's not the same spider as the last movie right this is a different spider yeah different well, than uh kumanga it's uh the same footage though right some of no, it. He, look, he looked different. I think there's some shots. like minor I think stuff. But. I think there's some. It's not as egregious as other stuff, but still, I think that they mm-hmm. it was probably the same one or at least same shots. Whatever. There's some great uh, other vicious action where the one woman who's being manipulated the most to deliver the messages of the aliens, where they discover her ball bearings are behind her ear, but they rip her earrings off. Mm-hmm. Bloody mm-hmm. ears. Gosh, this movie's got everything. I couldn't believe some of the stuff. I'm saying, I'm like, dang, this one's just going for it. But... It has a lot of fun. It has a lot of fun <laughs> with being like, let's, <laughs> how do we, how do we maximize the carnage? Apparently, and mm-hmm. not just in the monster verse. Let's let's get the humans in on this crazy. Yeah, the action. humans are. Yeah, humans are tearing each other up as well. It's great. I also like that the, uh, the aliens' plan in this one is pretty much what it was in. Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Uh-huh. They just didn't waste all the time of like, bring your monsters here, and then we'll just take them back. Like, 
they're their already plan, there. Just, their plan was a lot more efficient this time around. They, and, yeah, it was. Yeah, and they're manipulating people or, or you know whoever you know as well. So their plan's even better than before. A, I mean, it's a better alien race than the other alien race. That's clearly, what it's down to. clearly. Well, they, wait, 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 wait till you get to wait till you get to Godzilla versus Mega Godzilla because those aliens, the uh, the simians, I believe, or something like that. They have, yeah, uh, like. Lizard apes or something. They're, yeah, their plans are wild. <laughs> and then they follow that up with terror of Mechagodzilla when they have even wilder plans. Anyway, yeah, you got... <laughs> Aliens are, fun, are a fun go-to in this Godzilla unit. Like, it's fun. When you think of the Godzilla films, I feel like most people that don't realize, you know, don't, like, really watch these movies, they just kind of think, yeah, Godzilla, like, big monster. They don't realize that this series incorporates... So many genre tropes, including aliens, and Multiple. very frequently aliens. Yeah, <laughs> and different kinds of aliens every yeah. time. Not just one race. There's multiple races. There's a whole galaxy out there, and they incorporate that into the series. Every you, single one of them. How do you think the word got out that there's Godzilla and monsters on Earth? It's not like, I mean, like, are they receiving broadcast signals from Earth? Is that, that how that Ghidorah is, That Ghidorah is a chatty Cathy. That's what it is, yeah. Ghidorah just flies out of his face. Like, you, never, you would never guess what they have over there on the island now. This <laughs> is a huge gossip. <laughs> That's what, that's what, that's what he's does. flying off to. He's like, I gotta tell everybody. I gotta tell the universe about these jokers. What like, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to tell anybody this, but they're on an island now. Do the do the Kylax say what they? I mean, beyond world domination and I presume well, they lost human their home, right? And they're trying. That's to, part of it. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. That's typically you know, why someone want to take over Earth, and they agree <laughs> to like. If they agree to like come to terms of like, if you just adopt our ways, we can all live together. That's like their compromise. Mm -hmm. I always just want to see like the like if that actually like what's that aftermath like if they win? Like, what's that look like? I, I'd be curious what that is for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God's like, the, like the one with the uh, people. Come on. The high ter terraform or no. The high C one Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. It kind of because because of time travel, it kind of dabbles in like, what if they did win? But um, <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I I still be curious. Like, what happens if like the Kylax won out here and we're just like agreeing with this? Like and the Kylax, and they're all women, right? Yes. And we might mainly just see one of them, but there are multiples. It's not a matter of how much people look alike, but they're certainly like trying to emphasize how similar they are. Like that's very deliberate. I think in this right. case, I know we're just biding time until we talk about the giant epic final battle of this movie. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's go right there. Let's go right there. Oh no, we, 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 there's one other thing we can talk about at least the X, the X one rocket or whatever it's called. Oh yeah. That thing flies in anywhere. In yeah, the, any the condition. Fly three. That's why. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Never needs to be refueled. It can just instantly travel to other planets or or whatever. How far away is this other the planet that they go to? They're back and forth between Earth and this other place. Well, it seems moon, like a bunch. Start. Is it's it the moon? moon? Okay. Yeah, yeah. The moon. But it's still pretty quick. Yeah, it's but, like but, the magic still, it's, like the moon's down the street. The, it, gets, it gets things done. Yeah. It takes days to travel to the moon. They're doing it in minutes. Well, <laughs> call it. This is the future of 1999. They have, oh, yeah. the, the technology is so advanced at that point. <laughs> they have limitless fuel resources. Yeah, they just <laughs> harvest kaiju dung. It's it's the most <laughs> it's the most sufficient uh, fossil fuel that they have now in the future. 
Well, you know, that, that's, that's why they're why all they on the island. That's why they need the island. And that's why oh the world, they don't talk about this. It's a complete utopia because of all the kaiju dung. They take that. It just, they, there's no oil anymore. It's all ki kaiju dung mm -hmm. <laughs> fuels the entire world. So there's just massive peace everywhere. That's why the Kylix are really fucking things up because like everything was great. <laughs> like, we're all peaceful. <laughs> We're having our, our kaiju dung cereal and every like it's everything. It's food too. Like it's just it, it, everything good, is good about it. It's, it's just powering the world. I want to know what the kaiju dung is like for Rodan after he eats a dolphin because he's a dolphin in this movie. He swoops yeah. down and eats a dolphin. If I had never seen clear, that, if I hadn't made it clear on my other podcast, Rodan's a dick. Rodan is oh, always yeah. a dick in these movies. <laughs> he's Everyone, a turd. He's a dick. Like Ghidorah is the arch nemesis, but Rodan's just always a dick. <laughs> Ghidorah is awesome. Oh yeah, Ghidorah rules. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I work with a guy who has he doesn't have a tattoo of Ghidorah, but he has that tattoo of a three-headed dragon because of Ghidorah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to that story. It's just, it's just awesome. And as as powerful and awesome as Ghidorah is here. They really think that's their like fallback in case the monsters turn on them. Like, well, we have one. <laughs> we got one jerk that'll listen to us. It was their fir their first of two fallback plans, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had Ghidorah. yeah. And also, Ghidorah is known for wiping out entire planets, not just oh, you know, he does what he needs to do when he fuck. Well, I mean, I guess he yeah. does on Earth. He does what he needs to do when he fucks off. But otherwise, he rips the whole thing apart. It must, yeah. It really tends to be an off day for Ghidorah. It seems every time he comes to Earth, <laughs> right? And it's you just... still got you got like two more movies that are still going to have more or one more. No, yeah, two more. This and the next one and uh, Guy Gan. They'll have more Ghidorah going on. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's his little beachfront property he comes to every once in a while. Earth and just nah. We'll leave it nice. <laughs> yeah, this one, he really gets into a tussle, though, because everyone's after him. I mean, he holds his own oh, for yeah. a bit, pretty well. well. Yeah, for a good while, yeah, he's doing. And then that. it's he's, just like the inevitable seven monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just a matter of being overwhelmed. I mean, even yeah. a, a a human can fight off an ant, but he can't right. fight off a swarm of them. And this is when we have the play-by-play -play guy, right? Yes. And like, oh, oh, Godzilla's son is the first to show up here. <laughs> God. Manila's, he was really excited. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he gets one of the finishing moves in, too, so. True, that's embarrassing. When he gets the one hoop over, I'm like, oh, that's insult to injury, Ghidorah. It's embarrassing for Ghidorah. That's yeah. so embarrassing for Ghidorah. Like, oh, man, that had to happen. But this yeah. brawl is, this brawl is fun. This is a fun match. Like, you, you have oh, all yeah. of these monsters here. You're, you're letting them run wild. Yeah, you have good, and you have the, the, it could feel the, the music. The music is just excellent to Arthur out this thing, too. Oh, yeah. Definitely some good music here. Yeah, and I especially going, not backtracking, but every time there was like the score whenever they were in around the moon, loved it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Loved the score around the moon. You get some neat atmosphere in this movie because of mm -hmm. like the just the effort put in to make the silliness come to life. I would, I you know, I don't have a giant like vinyl record collection or anything. I have a few essentials, but I would I would buy the score to destroy all monsters on vinyl if they have it. A decently priced one, not a like hundred dollar <laughs> you know, like, like some of those go, but I really like I did really like the score of this one. Yeah, I'm not a vinyl guy, but I do have like some best of uh, here, uh like uh, downloaded albums because yeah, it, they are they are fun to listen to for sure. Yeah, but yeah, the final battle, awesome. I mean I mean Ghidorah when he just gets the crap pounced out. I mean, and Gyrus even like 
bites his neck and he bleeds. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And he's flying, hanging off of him. It's pretty like the monsters have just back to creativity, back to being awesome and like film better, cut better. Not that, you know, campy fights aren't fun to watch, but it's just something else when you quickly turn the page and see what, oh, yeah, they were really great. But part of I mean, Ghidorah is such a wild card kind of monster because of the three heads and the wing. Like, it has everything. So yeah. you can do, you, there's a lot of ways to Except mix it arms. up as far as how, yeah, no arms. <laughs> not needed. Not needed. Nope. Got two heads Slow them down. They just, yeah, exactly. They get in the way. But yeah, I mean, having all of that going on, you could have the monsters fight him in such a unique, so you can like grab the, the two tails, you can grab by the tail or the heads or whatever. There's like a lot of fun, like, especially since like this, the series has gone heavier into kind of wrestling move territory. You can right. have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Something I absolutely noticed. And once I noticed it, I loved it even more. <laughs> I want to see these guys doing power bombs and like, <laughs> I mean, once you start like do a frog splash, unless it's an actual frog, which doesn't happen, be like, eh, this is too much. That, that that's the line. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of that in Gigan and Megalon. There's a lot of because there are a lot of two on two battles taking place in those films, so it, it really feels like the ring come to life in giant monster form. Yes, there there are some lines definitely crossed in those, but we'll we'll get to that when we get to them. After Manila gets in that mm-hmm. crushing finishing blow on sure. Ghidorah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you then you get the uh, the fire dragon as like the last uh, yeah, the, the, yeah the last like the last measure for the Kylags. And, and no, like, uh, like when that fire dragon like happened, I was watching it and I felt like what I don't remember another monster being in this movie. What? And then also I thought. Isn't aren't we done with our film? Why is it still happening? Yeah, it, it has like <laughs> a a weird action packed epilogue. It seems to like the movie, but but it, it's it's that's where like it's time for Godzilla to specifically shine. So it's like yeah, he's he's destroying their base inside the planet and all that, and it's gonna or an Earth <laughs> to to reveal the the Kylex for what they are and everything. It's uh it's wild. It's a good way to give a hero hero ending for Godzilla specifically. I was bummed though when I learned that the fire monster's like, ah, it's just a flying saucer. Like, yeah, oh, well, screw beginning. that. Come no, on. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's not like, I don't know, Jean Grey is the Phoenix or something. <laughs> it's just right. Or Fire Rodan is what I was hoping for uh, when yeah. I saw it. And then I was like, oh, no, it's just all right. It's just a big tease. Yeah, right. Wait for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was us the whole time. Kids in a trench coat and they lit it on fire for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that to get into a movie? Not <laughs> worth it. ヨシダ博士の操縦装置もファイアドラゴンが片付けてくれました。これ以上戦ってもギセが大きくなるばかりじゃありません。どうします。攻撃しますか。ファイアドラゴンは二三時間で東京焼き払うことも可能ですわ
a little lacking in the kind of the social commentary aspects that do like sprint out to me as far as far as like saying, oh, yeah, there's a little more extra going on here. But I mean, as far as just pure fun, giant kaiju movie goes, yeah, yeah, this is totally my jam. Colin, do I even have to ask you? But I will. We can do that. Uh, I I do believe I drank the Kool-Aid on this one. I uh, didn't enjoy it as much as I remember enjoying it, but I still really liked it. The monster fights are top-notch. I I guess, like, my... Maybe my only complaint is that sometimes, like, the distance between the monster fights is longer than I would like, but whatever. It's still... It's not bad at all. It's just a, a great monster movie. If this is the monster movie that people think about when they think of monster movies, I think that's pretty good. So, Brandon, how do you rate Destroy All Monsters? It's a Kool-Aid movie for sure, easily, and I loved it. It it was doing these things in this order. Man, what a snapback after the last two films. And I was, it had my boy Ghidorah in it, even though guys ass beat. Manda, I was, I loved the human story in this. It was fun, old 60s sci-fi wrong director would have got it looking too campy this feels like you know what i can get into it and respect it for its time and their limitations and enjoy it really surprised by the gore and violence in the movie was a treat the score rocks i just this thing was firing on all cylinders i guess is the term to use for me and i had a bless i watched it a couple times and then put it on the background once in the time We've had between episodes to watch. I've, I've kind of seen it three times because I enjoyed the heck out of it so much. It's got all, yeah, all the monsters, all the action. The monster action's great. The human action's great. The story's awesome. And this is just a, a treat. And you know what? Like, you know, there's first Godzilla movie is its thing. And it's the typical film franchising where the first one is really the outlier from the rest of the series. So yeah. if, if we want to put that one aside, I would have this personally so far as the best one that I've seen informed by sequels, not by the first one. Yeah, as far as right. the, for, yeah. for the show, for the show era specifically. Yes. This is easily yeah. right number right yeah. next to the top. Yeah. yeah just like yeah. The, the whole lethal weapon thing where people get shocked when they watch the first one. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's the second one. They're all like, like, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. But uh, yeah, this was so much fun. I really took to this one. I like the costumes. I like the just, sets like i was just marveling when they go and investigate the ruinous base after the takeover or whatever i i just like looking around at that set and just seeing that kind of old destruction and then like the gas bombs were cool adding just color around if you can invest in the human story then you're you're set because the the monster stuff's going to be what it is and Mm -hmm. for a movie like this especially where they're pulling out all the stops you're not going to run wrong with that so the fact that they have so much fun with the alien plot and everything it's just yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. Give, it give give this all to me <laughs> i wonder if that's why they just started do, doing the alien stuff so much where it's like well people seem to respond to it and it's more fun to write than like oh we're humans and we're scared of the monsters and we have relationship problems like no one wants that like, make it fantastic we have monsters let's get weird right. with it i mean it, it doesn't have any boundaries you can do whatever you want with aliens and go you know Strangely enough, Earth, you can do so much, but if you bring aliens, it can always be different aliens. Yeah, especially since it's the the reliance on aliens doesn't come down to, well, we need to like create new alien. It's like, no, you just make a stupid costume for another set of humans to wear. Like, it's, you don't have to like make new models of like, you know, 
I don't know, those like heptapods from Arrival or something. You're just like, yeah, no, it's just people wearing makeup and not like it's not hard yeah. to yeah. kind of keep like, no, refreshing the button. Yeah, in this movie, they wear these sunglasses instead. Like, oh, okay, yes. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're silver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they have antennas? Not this time. Uh, okay, great. Their their ears have studs in them, though. <laughs> <laughs> so they went to the mall? Uh, no, forget Ooh. it, forget it. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, Aaron is sticking around for one more as we discuss all monsters attack from 1969. And thank you for listening again to Godzilla. I hope you're enjoying them. Are you keeping up with them? Is this now September of 2023 and you're finally getting to this episode and we've bogged you down with so many in a row that you're now behind on Cult Cinema Cavalcade? Let us know, but catch up faster because we're not stopping. Aaron, always a pleasure to have you on. You want to tell people what's going on with, you know, you're riding out now with Aaron and Abe and where they can find your stuff. Well, thank you for having me on for one thing. And yes, uh, yeah, I do host the show, the podcast out now there today with my co-host Abe. We talk about the weekly movie releases. We also have a commentary every month, which Brandon is generally on. Uh, we just talked about Witness for its 35th anniversary and because Harrison Ford has a new movie coming out. And then we'll have our, all our regular episodes as well. Like, I guess what's coming up. We just talked about Sonic the Hedgehog and Onward is coming. So, yeah, uh, weekly podcast there. And I'm writing movie reviews, full reviews over at WeLiveEntertainment.com. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. All right. Thank you. And we look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer to all Monsters Attack, the trailer that actually trails. Imagine a place feared by men the world over, a land of danger and terror, all within the mind of a child. Travel to the treacherous Monster Island. See cataclysmic confrontations as Godzilla tackles a host of motley news. dares to oppose Godzilla. Experience true adventure in Godzilla's Revenge.
you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Got a backup going. There we go. Loving it. Lots of recordings going on. People will be able to hear this. Also, uh, live live streaming on Twitch. So (laughs) okay. (laughs) I am wearing my Bialante shirt, so it all works. Oh, (laughs) is it Bialante or Bio? I've always pronounced it Bialante. It's Bialante. I just say Bialante because he's classy. (laughs) <laughs> he's got one tentacle pointed up like a pinky sure yeah the other one holds his monocle right right I'm sorry mm-hmm. her her monocle sure yes